Drone on Baseball Fans. Welcome back to the Turning Tube Podcast. I'm Jack, here with Lorenzo, and there was only two playoff games today, but that does not matter. We're still going to break it down to our heart's content. How you doing tonight, kid? If this was a video podcast, you, you could, the audience could tell I'm wearing my Tatis jersey. I'm Smoky. feeling so good. Video pod coming off-season 2020, yeah. but... Dude, you are feeling good, and you should be feeling good because the San Diego Padres are going on to the NODS, baby. Let's go! After going down one to nothing to the Cardinals in the series, looking like they were dead. I mean, people were already talking about how next season is going to be better. How about this season? They win two in a row and just embarrassed the Cardinals in this Game 3 win. They went 4 nothing, and I'll let you, um, what's it called? Burn Bump it up, it? baby. What's, what's the word for that? Burn it, it. I'll let you burn it. But Oh, I I'll... got some burns for you, baby, because yeah. the Padres dead and gone in game one. Everybody slept on them. Their offense was dead. Halfway through game two, their offense was dead. But then they snap. Tatis starts it in game two, and they hit six home runs over the next two games. But let's talk about game three. When the Padres knock out the Cardinals in a wild one, four to nothing. They're moving on to face the Los Angeles Dodgers in the NLDS. A little bit of big brother versus little brother battles there. I'm excited to see that. But Eric Hosmer of the RBI double. Tatis has a double. He drives him in. He scores a run. Cronenworth with a monster bomb in the eighth to ice the game. But the big moment... The game ceiling play, the Cardinals defense blows it in the seventh when Tommy Edmond blows a double play opportunity on an errant throw to home. Alex Reyes then walks in a run. That basically iced the game. Even though the Cardinals lost, Jack Flaherty was shoving tonight. Six innings pitched, eight strikeouts, only gave up one runs, one run, but the Cardinals offense let him down. The Padres pen was the true story of the night. They were untouchable in the game. They pitched nine innings of shutout ball using nine different pitchers, striking out eight hitters and only giving up four hits all game long. Padres are sweeping the nation. We're here for it. It's nuts. You don't see a bullpen day throw a shutout. You just don't see that. Nine innings shutout, nine different pitchers. How clean is that? That's insane. That. I mean, the Padres won this series with three bullpen days. Yep, because Paddock, this pen man, damn, they got taxed. Paddock gets one and two-thirds innings pitch. He gets banged out. Yesterday, how long did it start to go? I think like three. For, this pen was just eating innings all season long. Trevor Rosenfrau pitches three days in a row. Drew Pomeranz three days in a row. Relievers don't do that. And every pitcher besides two... Had a clean inning. That's not. Some of them came in, like uh, Austin Adams came in just to strike out Paul mm-hmm. Goldschmidt in a big spot. And then Pierce Johnson, the same thing. He came on for two free batters, gave him a hit, a walk, and a strikeout. He he looked pretty good. His I like his stuff. Um, tonight, yeah, he wasn't super sharp tonight. But, yeah, his stuff's nice. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, all the relievers did a great job. What I just will start at the end of the game. Trevor Rosenthal, after a bumpy run last night, I mean he dropped the save, but it was it was a little close. Tonight he comes out and gets three Ks, looking like that. One okay. two three Ks on his third day straight of pitching. Yeah, showing ninety nine so, mile power gas. That's that's a good thing to see because 
you're going to beat the Dodgers, if you have a lead, you, you're going to have to keep that in the ninth inning. So they're probably Padres fans feeling great about that. And Tatis making that dive in play. I mean, that it's a huge play to save that game. It was 3 nothing at the time. That not, I mean, that would have been bases loaded after that. So that's a great defensive play for the young stud. I think you saw everything with Tatis tonight. The RBI double, he's on second. He's getting his dugout hyped up. He's feeding me. Come on, let's get it going. Mm. Then you see the highlight reel play, the diving catch to get the Padres out of the inning. But you also see the little bit of a bad that I'm going to continue to kind of poke at because I think this could haunt. If this Padres team is going to go as far as we want them to, if we are going to get a chance to knock out the Dodgers, you cannot, and I repeat, cannot be making mistakes like he did again tonight with another error. Mm-hmm. It's You can't have it. Like, you got to be on your game. But he made that amazing pick at second base to get the out where no other shortstop does. He makes these amazing plays, but he's got to lock down that routine plays. He can't have those mental lapses. Like, can't have it. Yeah. I mean, luckily, every time he's made up for it and hasn't really affected it. But, I mean, today, Tommy Edmund, I mean, same thing happened to him and that cost his team three runs in the end. So, it could easily go against the Padres next series. Yeah, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We'll do an episode on the Padres versus Dodgers. But, dude, the Do- if you're playing a team like the Dodgers and you're the Padres and you want a legitimate chance to knock out that type of team, you got to be flawless mm-hmm. defensively. You cannot drop five balls in the outfield, Tommy Pham. You cannot make errors. Back-to-back game with errors for Tatis. Can't happen. Like, you're the, you're the best player in baseball going right now. you got to be as sharp as you can be on all sides of the ball. It's like, we love the offense, but we got to clean that up. So that's my one pick on the Cardinals. But other than that, I want to give a little love to Jack Flaherty, man, because his four postseason starts have been nuts. This guy just yeah. shoves. He does, yeah. But he lost, so he can suck it. He should, hey, we we're, we love Flaherty on the pod. What are you doing? Yeah, but um, uh, I'm kind of anti-Cardinals right now, honestly. Why are you anti-Cardinals? Come on, go off, King. Give us some talk. Just some annoying people on Twitter, and now I'm happy Cardinals that... Cardinals fans suck. Yeah, and, and they're playing the Padres, so now it's like, okay, nice. You know, they lost. I think Cardinals fans Cardinals have a lot of Boomer fans because they're like an old team, old school team, so that kind of infuriates me. I think you're really starting to develop. Now you have real beef with the actual Cardinal fans, like in the Cardinals. Before it was like you had beef by relation, now you just have beef with the Cardinals. Yeah, I might be developing it. I... I don't. I used to really like Jack Flaherty. I I think I don't really like him that much. I don't know. Maybe it's just the Padres thing, but we'll see. I think you were rooting against him tonight. There's nothing not to like about that guy. He just throws pills. Yeah, he's very likable. I don't like Yachty, though. That is a thing. We were talking about that before the show. We but were, everyone else, also, I don't really hate anyone else on the Cardinals. So they're they're, they're very um. Besides, I think Flaherty has a good personality, but besides that, like I don't really have much to them. Yachty's like. See, I don't like Yachty. He looks like one, like a really aggressive like little league baseball coach. Yeah. He looks. I'm like, and I get it. He's pretty I think hard I don't though. like. I don't like him because everybody just is like constantly is like hype gassing him up. Yeah. I'm like yeah, he's he's nuts. I love the like I respect the talent, but it's always like all right, can we just can we relax, man? Like, calm down. Yeah. What like just take it easy. It's like why are we talking about? what him and Albert Pujols did a decade ago when it's a <laughs> one-run game in the bottom of the seventh inning with the bases loaded. Like, maybe yeah. let's focus on what he's doing right now and what what we got to do. He, and also, um, I want to talk about that Tommy Edmund play real quick. 
before you uh, yeah. before we move on because I got two complaints on that play. One, Tommy Enemy, you gotta tag third. Yeah, just missed it. <laughs> what are you doing, guy? And so he not only does he rush it to home, he doesn't tag third base. So the bases are loaded. No, was it one out or no out? There's none. No out, bases loaded. Tommy Edmond gets a high chopper from Mitch Moreland, was it? I forget who it was. Whoever it was, he gets a high chopper. He looks like it's going to be a double play. He's forced out at third, then throw to home, misses the bag, and then the throw is up the line. But Yachty was also not even touching the plate. That was a mess, yeah. And, and he dropped so, it. And he dropped I don't blame him on the drop because the, the throw was skipped, and you tried yeah. to pick it up a ball, but the catcher's mid on a skip bounce. That was a weird play because, like, he went for the tag, too. But it's like, it should... Just touch the plate. Yeah, but then I think Yachty thought that he stepped on third, and if he stepped on third, then it's not a force anymore. But, so I think everyone was... Him missing the bag just kind of screwed everything up. It would still be a force. I heard the broadcaster saying it wouldn't be, which I didn't Well, the bases were loaded because if the ball's in place, second has to move to third base. So that means the third base yeah. guy can't go to third base. So it's still a force out. I don't know why they said that, though. Because ESPN is stupid. If the bases are loaded, the guy's running the first, everyone's got to move up a bag. So he gets the force out at third. Oh, wait, what was it? Because he gets the I force think out. I st- if he tags it on third, then the runner is it's no longer a force because then you could also go back to third. Maybe the broadcast was right. All right, I'm stupid. Yeah. <laughs> ignore, ignore that whole rant. Um, I forgot about that for a second. But either way, like, Yadi, you got to be on that plate, man. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, I didn't like that. And it bothered me again, another Yadi thing. They were like, it's it's a miracle he's able to even, like, to field that ball. Like, he dropped it. <laughs> They're like, what a play. But, yeah, I'm like, he, he freaking dropped the ball and he blew it. Like, what are, we, what are we what are we gassing the guy up for right now? That could have been a nightmare replay situation if oh he made God. the out. And then, because what if no one looked and saw that he missed the, the bag? Because, like, if he if he didn't miss the bag but made the throw to Yachty and Yachty just stepped on home and didn't tag him, it would have been like, oh, he's out. But it would actually would have been all safe. That would have been, like, a 10-minute replay. <laughs> no part of my mind thought he missed the bag when I first saw the play. Yeah, it looked like he did. And then when they're like, oh, he missed the bag, I was like, you gotta be kidding! Yeah. And then that we talked sucks. on yesterday's pod. If you're a turning to podcast fan, you know, show us some love. We talked about how professional the Cardinals were and how their defense has been nuts. And man, they just they were dumping on the mound and on the field today. They were just who's the other guy out of the second baseman? What's his name? I'm flipping my mind. Colton um, Wong. Colton Wong with didn't he have an error in this game too? Because the Cardinals yep. had two errors. Can't do it, man. Like if you're gonna win playoff baseball. You got to be perfect, and you can't give this Padres any more life than they already have. It was tough. And then that Jake Cronenworth bomb. My guy. Dead on center. The dead center. The Padres love just going dead yeah, center at Petco. It's nuts. You know how hard it is to hit a ball 400 feet dead center? That's, that's insane. A, that's a big, it's a big park. It is a big park. Dude, you're going to see the Rays – People were talking a little early about the Rays and Yankees mm-hmm. and how it benefits the Rays because the park is bigger. Yeah. For, and the Yankees, like, you know, they, they live and die by the home run. And the Padres are out here making it look like it's your freaking like softball field in your local neighborhood. Just going 417 dead center every game. I love Petro Gas Park. Gas me I'm, up, guy. Let's I'm go. So, I'm so glad they're playing in Petro Park. That's going to be so fun. 
we don't have to watch be... playoffs in the trop all year. <laughs> we get to f- can Don Orsillo hop on the mic and just cover Ugh. them too? Like oh, I wish. All. He better not gas up the Yankees though. I'll be pissed. No, there's no way. No way. He's a Red Sox through and through. Love to see it. Love you, Don. Come on the pod. Um, mm. Is that a dream show. podcast? Yes. Don Orsillo that's, on the That's podcast. probably up there. I want to talk about that pizza guy. I remember 2000, like, what was it? 2011 at Fenway Park, him and Jerry Remy were talking about the guy eating a pizza in the stand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Deep cuts only on the turning two pod. Deep cut, yeah. Oh, um, that'd be awesome. All right, back, back to this game. You got any concluding thoughts before we get on to the second game of the day? Kurt, mm, I mean, they got shut out. I love, I love Eric that. Hosmer. Eric Hosmer's awesome. I like Inject the beards him in my veins. they got. The beards That's on the Padres that. are looking pretty nice. Did you see Jake Cronenworth um, in the dugout after his home run? No. If you haven't, if you haven't seen the clip, I tweeted out. It's at the Turning Two Pod on Twitter. He just he looks at the dugout and he goes, "It's my belt, it's my belt." And he just <laughs> points at his belt after his home run. He's like, "It's the belt." He must have got a new belt or something. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was That's electric. And Hosmer slicks back the hair. Oh, is Hosmer sexy? Yes. Smoke. He's a What's he's your, a papa. I was seeing um. I saw this on Wake and Jake the other day. Do you think Kershaw is a snack? Where, where, where are you on in that? I think he he's kind of hot. I saw some debates thinking he's like a sleeper, and I, I, don't, I was I'm kind of not on it. Uh, he's kind of smoky. I dig the hair. He's like he's got like a he got a dad look to him. I think if he cleaned up, like he's got that moppy like Jim Helpert season one vibe. Yeah, I think he's sexier. I don't like how baggy his uniform is. Yeah. Could tighten up a little bit, show off. Maybe he's hiding a dad bot or something. Cause like tighten that up. Oh, guy. for sure, for sure. I don't know. I I would say I wouldn't say he's sexy. I would say he's a true. Yeah, he's decent. He's not sexy. Yeah, I don't think I'd he's say a decent. Yeah. Hosmer sleeper. He's hot. Hosmer's a snack. I mean, there's he's no denying it. Hottest guy in the Padres. Not even close. Tatis is kind of nice. Tatis is nice, but like he's still a little young. I want to see him grow into it. Okay. Got, you don't you don't like him that young. <laughs> <laughs> I like a papa. Let's go. Okay, okay. Give, papa Hawes, hit us up. Me, yeah, give me a middle aged thirty guy who hits five hundred foot home runs. That's what I'm looking for. That's what we like here. All right, let me get into the first game of the day that we skipped over because we were too horny for the Padres. Yeah, Cubs, Marlins. After getting rained out, what happened there? I'm taking a big sip of water because I got a burn ready to go. <laughs> The Marlins sweep the Cubs out of Wrigley Field on the back of their horse, Sixto Sanchez, as they shut out the Cubs 2-0 in Game 2. They outscored the Cubs 7-1 in the two-game set. We had ourselves a pitcher's duel today. Sixto goes five innings, six strikeouts in his postseason debut, and he looks hot doing it. You Darvish looks nasty for six innings, but gets touched up in the seventh. Gives up two runs over six and two-thirds innings pitched while striking out six. Garrett Cooper with a big RBI in the game. But this Cubs offense once again lets them down in the playoffs. Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, and Schwarber combined for a 198 batting average this season. A little hot stat research for you. In 13 postseason games since winning the World Series, the Cubs are 4-9 and nine with a 161 batting average in the playoffs. David Ross with some questionable decisions in this game. And... Cubs, the world's falling around you, man. I got a, uh, There's a lot going through my mind. 
I have a lot of overreactions, so we should, should definitely quick, finish the show with overreactions. But for 100%, the game, quickly before you go, I'm assuming most of your takes are going to be Cubs. I no, I'm like, Marlins. All right, do good. I want to make sure yeah. we give some Marlins some love here. Yeah. Go ahead, go off, King. I mean, Marlins only allowed one run in two games. They're Alcantara and Sixto Sanchez just shoved for them. I mean, the young magic kept the Cubs at bay. So just go off there. I mean, you're about to face up against a Braves team that has been criticized for their pitching. I mean, you got a shot. And I'm, the uniforms are growing on me. I got to say it. Hot take on the uniforms and Sixto and the young pitching, but actually not really. Sixto, big thing for Sixto is when he faces a team the second time, he gets tagged this season. Mm-hmm. This was his first time going against the Cubs, so they hadn't seen him yet, so he had an edge. He's I'm assuming he's already pitched against the Braves. He's Yeah, he must have. He's got it. They played 10 yeah. times this season. Um, so I'm assuming he went against the Braves, so that's I want I'd have to look at uh, his numbers against the Braves this season. That could be a little concerning if you want to pull that. That could be concerning if you're a Marlins fan. And the uniforms, are they growing on me? I don't hate them. But I don't like them. It's like if you were to give me apple cider, heat it up, and then let it sit. It's just like got that lingering warmth to it. And like I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm upset, but I'll drink it, but I'm not happy. Yeah, it's, they're growing on me. I think if the Marlins are really good, I'll like them, but they're still growing. I, the uniforms grow as the team grows. That's fair. That's so take. If, do you have the six-stone numbers? Yeah, he threw a shutout in the first game, and then he got lit up in the second one. That's so. what I said. So third time through. Let's see. Who, let's, it's his turn to adjust. Let's see if he can do it. Yep. Um, should we do some bad Cubs? Because oh, it's a lot of bad. Yeah, there. I'm happy you gave them some love. So let's get the bad yeah. Cubs. But go off, Kings. Love to see it, Marlins. Yeah, Marlins killed it. I'm, you got oh, Jesus also, Aguilar. Uh, he's fun. Starling Marte. Hopefully, he heals up and plays great ball. I mean, you you got a chance. Also, the quote. That we're going to make a t-shirt out of 100%. Oh, yeah. Catch flights, not feelings. Hot. Get that on posters everywhere. Let's go. Come on. That's that's gas. I love that. That is nice. That's that's awesome. Check out my post I made on the Instagram, Podcast. If you don't give me a shirt, if you don't make me a shirt, Jack, I'm going to lose it. I'm working on it. It's tough, though, because the Marlins font isn't anywhere on the internet because it's so new. <laughs> Classic Marlins, so it's, man. it's been tough. I'm trying to find it, but Derek Jeter wants all that money. Get that money. Come on. Derek Jeter just wins, man. Love to see it. He does. So, Cubs sucked. NL Central sucked. AL Central sucked. The Central sucks in general. 0 for 6 um, Central. Yeah. Probably worst part of the United States, too. I mean, hot take, but I mean. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I'm not going to address that one. Just keep going. <laughs> I mean, the coasts are better. That's just fact. Um, unless you like corn a lot, but like, who does? <laughs> East Coast Starch. gang gang. Yeah, East Coast Starch. all the way. Um, Probably you scored one off. run in two postseason games. You were the three seed, right? Yeah, three seed. Yeah. You scored yeah, wire one to run. wire central, the only good team, quote unquote, good team in the central. Yeah, I scored one run and didn't really pitch all that well. I mean, they lost to this Marlins team that was supposed to just be bad this year. So, not a great look. I honestly didn't... These games were kind of boring because the Cubs just didn't... They only had a few scoring chances. They just didn't... They couldn't do it. And I think big things moving 
big things coming from this team in the future, very near future. But before we get into that, did you have any notes on the games? I know I don't think we either of us really watched them that close. Uh, unfortunately, I was didn't watch any of these two games. If I'm being honest, um, I saw a couple innings of the first game, but I got work, I got school, guys. Life life's mm-hmm. busy. But I caught both the highlights. Couple notes. This is kind of a bigger picture. I want to revise. There were eight wild card playoff series coming in to twenty the twenty twenty postseason playoffs. Seven of them included a central division team and zero central Di- division teams was on. So I thought that's mm-hmm. hilarious. Um but my big note is that the window for the Cubs is over. It's closed. It's closed. It's big closed. Bryant's a free agent. Baez is a free agent next year. You got a lot and of decisions. And he stinks. <laughs> He's not good. I don't think he stinks. He had a bad year. Yeah, he stunk um, this year. Yeah, but there's a lot of decisions coming up and down that roster. And if you look, in 2016, when they won the World Series, we were talking, they're going to be like the Red Sox now. They're just going to start rallying them off. And they've hot every time I watch the Cubs play baseball, they seem complacent. In the month of September and when the – the games get closer and it becomes the playoff atmosphere. Every, the teams they play are hungrier than them. They mm-hmm. raise their level to that next game, and the Cubs look like they're just sitting on that 2016 World Series champion. We broke the curse. We're done. It doesn't work like that anymore. Like you got to yeah. do it again. Like you're just they they're not hungry. There's something about that team. I don't know if David Ross can help it. He didn't help it this year, or wh- whatever it needs to be. There needs to be a shakeup because that team is far too complacent with what they have done. I think it all really lies with Rizzo, Bryant, and Javi Baez being that core of young guys that, I mean, they came up together in 2016, they won a World Series, and then you see the team kept on just adding veterans. Like, this year you got Jason Kipnis. Like, he, he's cool dude, had a great career, but he's not going to help you win a World Series in the way that, like, a new young core can. Like, they just never found new young great players to th- just make them really good. I think it's time to break up the core. Oh, yeah, core's done. I mean, there's no way Bryant resigns. Bryant done. If you can get shot by his, like, hot take, like, yeah. dude, you're not that. You kept, I think they kept them together a year too long. Yeah, even just, like, dealing one out while they still had, like, a lot of trade stock, maybe. I mean, Rizzo, he, he has some pop. He's a great first baseman, but, I mean, I think he batted, like, 220 this year. Like, just none of them are uh, I think I had this take in the in the Corona preview, like they just this young core. I said I think I remember now. They said I said one of them had to have a crazy MVP like year, and they just all were kind of decent. I gave no, I gave you the stat, man. They all sucked. Baez, I'll pull it up again. Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, and Schwarber combined to hit 198 this season. Yeah, I, and they were still like that, they won games. That's horrible. That is yeah. so bad. And those are your stars. Those are your core players. They're supposed to win the World Series, and they didn't. So, Cubs, I'm going to say this is more good Marlins than bad Cubs just because I hate taking something away from a team. Yeah. Honestly, the story for the Marlins is so freaking cool. They go from the most hated team in baseball at the start of this season for starting the whole corona thing, almost getting the season canceled, to now they're moving on to the NLDS to play the Braves. And if you're a betting man, are you really going to bet against these Marlins right now? Don't think you can. I mean, the Braves is a much better matchup than the Dodgers. So, do your 100%. thing, Marlins Magic. If I'm not saying they're going to win. If 
we'll do our predictions officially in the next episode for the NLDS and the AODS. But if you're a Braves fan, and if you're feeling comfortable playing this Marlins team, I don't know what you've been watching. Because this team is yeah. seems like they've got some sort of magic going. They've got something. They got something, and whatever's in the Gatorade there, it's it's working. Because this team should not be here, and they're here. And if you, I dare you to go look up this lineup. Tell me how many people you freaking recognize, because you're not gonna know anybody, and they're just gonna come in, and they're just gonna kill you. That's I think what they do. We we gotta give some front office credit too. I think at the end of this season, we should deep dive into the Marlins again. We already did that, like episode ten of this podcast. Go check it out. Um, the Marlins, they went out and got guys, and we thought, why are you doing that? Why aren't you just letting your young guys play? They went and got Jesus Aguilar. They got Jonathan VR. He, they shipped him away, but there Big you go. Big buyers like, at them. the deadline. They go buy yeah. Marte. Yeah, it's like this this team, people were like, oh, they're bad. What are they doing? They're just trying to get some fans to stick around. It's like, no, I, they knew these horses were coming up, I guess, and they they can ball. They're one of the, they're the, one of the eight best teams in baseball this year. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a statistical fact. Before the season, you tell me that the um, the the Marlins would be a better baseball team than the Minnesota Twins, the Chicago White Sox, the Cleveland Indians, and the Chicago Cubs. I would have taken you and I would have hurled you directly into the sun. <laughs> and now that's what it is. That's just a fact did, of 2020. What did we rank as the worst bad team? Was it the Marlins? No, it wasn't the Marlins. Um. Because they had six though, we were. We do you see the Pirates? Or no, no, the the best we, best worst team. Best worst team. I don't think I think Mor- we said the Marlins. Not. Oh, I, I was high on the Royals. <laughs> we were we were we did like a forty five minute podcast on the Royals. We gassed them. <laughs> oh, I thought the Royals were nice. Me too. I thought they were. They nice. had well, a bunch Trevor, of guys. We were right about out. Trevor Rosenfall. Yeah. True. I don't know who we were. But the Marlins. Go Marlins. Dude, I loved our bad podcast episode where we could just talk about about mediocre and bad baseball teams. I'm so excited. This is an off-air conversation, obviously, but, I mean, these daily pods are getting wild. So if you're listening, thank you. We're going to do a little conversation here. I'm so excited to record our reactions to our uh, preseason predictions. It's going to be so funny. I'm so terrified because I already know I went a one for 30. <laughs> yeah, I think the over and under for correct predictions we got is probably like one, honestly. And I'm taking one. the under. Taking it. <laughs> pound the under. <laughs> put the Hammer house the on the under. under. On that one. <laughs> put, the, put the house on that. I'm throwing bricks at that one. Yeah. Oh, my oh. God. Dude, honestly, though. And I just have one closing thought. Um, I have three things I would like to address ESPN with. So, dear mm-hmm. ESPN, stop mentioning Patrick Mahomes in baseball games. Yep. Please? That's fair. Don't need to hear about him. Does, does he play baseball? No. Is he have any affiliate with the San Diego Padres? No. no. So he stop. owns the Royals, but they, as we said, did not make the playoffs. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, big Royals pod. But mm-hmm. do not stop comparing Tatis to Patrick Mahomes and adding football into it. This is baseball. I'm here to watch baseball. Stop hyping up other sports. Focus on your own goddamn sport. Number two, stop talking about games and stuff that happened 30 years ago in high leverage situations and talk about the game that's on the field. It's the seventh inning of an elimination game. Stop talking about stupid stuff. And third, A-Rod, I actually agreed with a point you made. So I just wanted to say it. One time in my life I agreed with A-Rod. 
I think it's very interesting how lineups and teams go up to the plate against a good pitcher now, and they don't really have approaches. We've seen a lot of bad at-bats this postseason, I think for sure. I want to give a little shout-out to the Yankees because when they played against the Indians in Game 2 and even against Bieber, they had a... They had a plan. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is what we're going to do against him. Like, and it was clear from the, uh, the get-go, like, every at-bat was a good at-bat, and it all followed suit. Like, the Reds and the Cardinals tonight, and these teams, they don't have any game plan going up there, and they're just getting yeah. gassed. So, A-Rod, I like that take. Good job. That other could be that, why we've, we've seen so many blowouts, because or shutouts. Because other than the really just the Yankees and the Indians hit a little bit, and then Padres bat, batted the ball around, hit six, seven homers. Um, other than that, it's like, how many teams are going to score zero runs in the postseason? Cubs scored it's, one run. None of them are building off. None of these at-bats with these teams are building off one another. They're all going up trying to hit bombs. And, like, instead mm-hmm. of, like, working the pitcher, like, getting seven, eight pitch at-bat, you know, gassing them a little bit, getting more pitches for the guy on deck to see, you know, communication they're all just going up and swinging from their ass or they're not swinging at all and then the next guy comes up and swings from his ass and there's no there's no plan like so i blame the managers and i just blame the impatience of the lineups you're i think the eight teams who have moved on like the rays they have a plan every game the yankees they have a plan usually it's like let our talent shine but against the indians they were like hey our talent maybe it's not good enough so let's come up with a plan and then our Mm -hmm. talent can shine through so that's my rant but I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah, ready? Time, time. You're ending perfectly, so it ends at 30 minutes perfect. Ready? Go. You got me 17 seconds, but I conclude <laughs> this episode of the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow or Sunday with our NODS and AODS previews. Make sure you follow the show on Instagram at the Turn Two Pod, on Twitter at the Turn Two Podcast. Subscribe, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you tomorrow. Take it easy, guys. Peace out. Bam. Got it. <laughs>